the end of the day, if you, as a man, if there's something inside you you're unaware of, there's a belief or an identity that you're not good enough for the girl that you actually want, then she can never come into your life. That's the whole point. And there's so many pickup artists and guys out there on the internet today that are selling quick fix silver bullets, go and say this magic line and fuck heaps of girls and da 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 And it doesn't matter. I see guys all the time, they come come to me from some of these other coaches. They're like, I, I did all, I tried all that, no, no, nothing worked. I'm still like, it's still fucked. It's like, yeah, because you haven't addressed the root cause of the problem. And this is your call to adventure with Ant and Luke. Welcome back to the call to adventure podcast. We have a guest for the first time in a while, a old mentor of both mine and Anthony's and someone that I really look up to and I feel Anthony really looks up to and he holds a big piece in the man that I've become and helped me really understand the levels of masculinity that I could never have imagined and how to channel that and how to integrate that into my relationships with women. Uh, This is Dan Gibson. He is from Dan Gibson Mentoring. He's a relationship coach. I will let him introduce himself and give you a little bit more about who he is and what he does. All right. How are you doing, Luke? And thanks for having me on, boys. Very excited. This is the first podcast I've done in about two years. So for some strange reason, feeling like funny sensations, I guess you'd call it nervousness. I don't really know why. But um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, As Luke said, I'm a dating and relationship coach. That's primarily what I do. But I think that ultimately my my pure mission is 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 helping men you know my my own experience growing up so i'm a bit older than you boys i'm i'm in my 40s now um and i'm i'm very late to the game in many ways and it took me it took me you know multiple decades to work out that things weren't right in my life and so much was going going wrong and um it was a massive breakup you know, a divorce, basically, we weren't married, but we were engaged. And there was a child involved in family court that took me to sort of some pretty dark places that I didn't even really know existed um, to sort of slap me out of it and wake me up. And I was like, this, this, there's got to be something else other than this. I need to, like, I've got one shot at the rest of life, I have to do something now. And so, um, yeah, that took me on an amazing journey. And it's a very similar story to a lot of, a lot of other men is that, you know, I'm now in a position to help other guys you know, discover where, how and why they're suffering and, and what's holding them back from their dreams and their desires and being the best version of themselves and ultimately um, helping guys lift up out of that and find their light, find their purpose. And, you know, with a focus on dating and relationships, because I think it's a core pillar of what, what we have to do as men, you know, like, you know, the masculine role is to serve and protect and provide. And I think that that's a, that's a huge part that's missing today in society and I'm in the West. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much my mission. So I have, so, I have so many questions, Dan, uh, but just quickly before we jump into things, <clears throat> hearing you speak about how it was like a big moment for you when the relationship ended, I found that for me personally as well, you know, like I'm only 28, but when I exited my toxic and really abusive relationship, that was the moment for me to sort of go, things aren't the way they should be. Do you find that with a lot of your clients, that is the point? Like that's the breaking point, end of marriages? Or is that, yeah, is there like a common theme where men sort of wake up and go, holy fuck, like this isn't who I am or, yeah. I, it is often the case, but then sometimes it's with, you know, younger guys, for example, that haven't had really much life experience yet and they just know that they're looking for something else. Things are, things are just not quite right. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a scale, it's a spectrum. I don't think there's any one particular you know reason that anyone comes to self development, but there's always a point, there's always a spark that is driving someone to say there's there's got to be something different. There has to be you know a different path or a different outcome because you know what I'm doing is I'm just banging my head against the wall here. And sometimes guys realize that when they're 19, good for them. Um, and other guys like me, it takes us takes us a lot longer to to reach that point. But I think that um, for me, what I've what I've noticed is that as I've come to it later on in life, with a huge, broad range of experience working in different industries and traveling and, and so many ups and downs, is that for me now the growth is so rapid because I see the other side of it from such a broad spectrum, and. Um, yeah, like I feel that my growth is like continuing, continuingly going up in an upward spiral at a rapid rate. So I'm seeing huge change. That's just for me personally. Mm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And do you have anything? Dan, I got a, I, I got, <laughs> got something to add to that. With, and I think a lot of my questions are going to be centered around the, I guess, the wealth of data you have with men who are out there who are seeking some form of guidance with relationships. Uh, being a man, being a leader of their life. With a lot of the men you speak to, is there is there a point along their journey where the language is is around like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of working on myself, but then there's no action to sort of back that up. And then they're sort of stuck in this like, oh no, like I'm just going to allow things to flow and I'm going to, I'm going to trust the process. But yet they're not putting themselves in the positions to to meet people and meet women. How much, how, I guess, how long does it take for, for guys that you work with to finally take responsibility to, to actually go out there and, I guess, get over the bullshit and the ego position that they tend to hold, like going throughout their life? Okay, so without getting too technical, I mean, you guys are aware of the, the map of consciousness and, you know, that's becoming more of the collective consciousness is people starting to understand that. Um, it depends on the individual's level of consciousness when they come in to start doing work with me. How unconscious are they about their identity, their thought processes, their belief systems? Okay, some guys are like right on the verge of, of massive change and growth and growth in your level of you know consciousness is, is non-linear. It, it can, you can jump huge levels in one step and you can take and other guys or other situations, it can be very slow progress and you can have backward dips. But what I'm discovering more and more as I do more of this and work with guys and do my own self-development is that like dating and relationships is kind of a, like being good at that is a consequence of who you are as a man and what you're becoming as a man, the vision that you have for yourself. And then beneath that or, or underlying that, the foundation of that is the, the individual identities that we have. As, um, as men that we are so unconscious of. And this comes down to how we talk to ourselves all day, every day, and the, the thoughts that are percolating in our mind. And so if you understand that somewhere between six, 45 to 65,000 individual thoughts are percolating in our mind on a daily basis, and the majority of them are unconscious in the sense that we just, we're just allowing those thoughts, we're not curating them, we're not we're not changing them. We're not editing them. We're not managing them. We're just allowing them in. And so many of them are coming from external sources that we adopt and, and are just 
you know, we just uh, um, absorb mainly through media, which is which is pretty bad, that we're running unconsciously, right? And, we, and we're saying things like, "Okay, I'm going to take I'm going to take it back one step further than that." We've all heard the saying that there's you should look at the like live in the present and be aware that there's the past and the future, right? But live in the present moment, which is the only only time that we have. This is something that I've just realised recently is that. What a lot of us do is we observe with our five senses what's happening in the present moment. Say, I'm living in the present moment. I'm noticing that I don't have a girlfriend. And the language that we use is observational in the moment. I don't have a girlfriend. I can't attract any women. I'm no good at relationships. And what we're actually observing with our five senses is is the past. Because the minute you experience the present moment, it's already in the past, right? So Whatever you're observing of your three-dimensional world around you, the experiences that you're having, everything, none of it exists anymore. It's all in the past. And when you can realize that every thought that you have must be in the future and you must talk about yourself as in having what it is that you already want, every single thought that you have must be curated to that. I have, I am, and then thinking to the future, all of a sudden you start to become that every single day. And things like taking action becomes easy. It, it, it doesn't become a grind. It doesn't become a struggle. When you're constantly looking at what you have and saying, that's what I am, every time you think that or see it or visualize it, you're energizing that thing and you're making it more real. You're, you're reinforcing it. You're bringing more of that, attracting more of that into your life. And so the guys that you see around, and quite often when I was growing up, I used to see guys that were successful and I used to think they were arrogant. And I understand now that the right level of arrogance is actually just living in the future in your mind, like creating your vision and living there as much as you possibly can throughout the day and saying things like, I'm always healthy. I've always got beautiful women around me. I, I have an amazing life. I've always got money. I'm totally rich. And the thing is, is that our friends and the people around us who aren't consciously aware of that and don't live like that, look at you and they say, what, what the fuck are you talking about? You've got no money. You got no money, you're broke. You got no girlfriend. What are you doing, right? And we're like, you know, we, and this is why who you surround yourself with is so important because these people are infiltrating your thoughts. They're bringing you back to the past, not the future that you're trying to work towards. And so you, we're not making any progress towards what we want because we're constantly saying, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. And you're just creating more and more and more of that. And so, if we can get our vision absolutely nailed down and know exactly what we want to an extreme level of clarity, we can get our, our heart-centered why, the purpose. Why is that important? You know, if you're talking about a girlfriend well, or, or having this ideal relationship that you've, you've created, okay, great. We've got, like, why is that important? Is it a selfish reason? Because I just want to get lots of pussy and I want to fuck heaps of bitches, whatever it is. Or is it like, well, if I've got the right relationship with the right woman, I'm lifting her up, I'm lifting up our children, we're all contributing to our local community. We're contributing to our society. We're lifting everyone up. A rising tide lifts all boats. And therefore, by me having this amazing relationship, I'm, I'm creating high levels of consciousness, happiness, fulfillment, content, and success for all around me, right? So it's a beautiful heart-centered why. I've got the vision. I've got the why. And then the strategy or the how literally takes care of itself when you've got those two in alignment. Why is that? Because you, your, your purpose is your heart. Your vision is your is your mind, your conscious mind, which which is responsible for only about five percent of what you do, and then your nervous system, which is a combination of everything that you've got, 
which is your unconscious mind, which controls 95% of the outcomes in your life, just goes about finding everything that you need to do to create what it is that you want. But if you're constantly thinking, if I'm constantly thinking, oh, um, like I look at my bank account, I look at it, and with my eyes, I see that there's X amount of dollars in there. I go, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm broke. You're literally thinking yourself, you're thinking your existence that you have. You're thinking everything into existence with your entire thoughts. And so if we can all just start thinking, I've always got beautiful women around me. I'm always attractive. I've, I've always got money in my bank account. Money comes to me easily. I always make good friends. I've always got a great social circle. Life is easy. Life is great. Life is amazing. Start thinking a little bit more arrogantly and forget what the haters will say. Then you'll just move towards that so quickly. Bit of a rant there. That, oh, yeah. We should have given the heads up that... Dan knows a lot of his shit and <laughs> he will just bombard you with information that will blow your fucking head. So uh, good luck listening to this podcast. All right. <laughs> just the- we, could, we could wrap the podcast there and snip that and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, we'll put some okay. pauses in between. No, um, that was yeah, spot on. Yeah, spot on. Like it's to simplify that, it's like your beliefs and your environment. It's like if you choose to believe what you're holding on to, in the past and all the things that have happened to you that you don't necessarily agree with. It's like rewrite your beliefs, focus on them, vision them, affirm them and vision that your like life is going to be like that. And then place yourself in environments like this, you know, when you're having conversations like this, they're uplifting, they're inspiring and they draw you towards what you fucking want. Um, but yeah, you know, me and Anne have done some work with Dan and Dan really dives in deep into that sort of shit. You know, like we work on, you know, there's like a few um, exercises like the man I am discovering who you are. And, you know, that clarity that Dan talks about is, you know, that, that vision, that purpose is like, what's your dream partner? Who is she? What does she do? And then let's like getting super fucking clear on exactly what she is to you. And then knowing what that is and then fucking visualizing that, affirming it, seeing it, and then going and doing the fucking work. That's how you attract it. And it's like, yes, there's levels of manifestation where, you know, now that you've activated your eyes and you're seeing these things, they will appear. They'll be there because you're choosing to believe that they fucking exist. And then they they come in your environment and then you have to take action to that. Like they are manifesting in front of you. They're right there. But it's like as the man, you have to take the step forward and action it and actualize it. Absolutely. And I agree with that. And I want to add something a little bit further to that, which is that there's, there's two elements to it. There's the well, if you take the, I was talking to Ant just before you came on board, there was, there's the triad, the vision triad, which is the vision. That's the, that's the outcome. That's say the numbers and the physicality of what you want. You've got the purpose, which is, you know, the why, and then you've got the identities that are linked in that. So you need for for you to reach your full capability as a, as a human or, or achieve whatever it is that you kind of, that you at least think you want to begin with, you have to kind of nail all three of them. And a lot of guys are missing just, just one element of that. Sometimes it's the why, it's very selfish. And so that makes progress slow because it's all just about me, 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 me. It's not about, about serving. Um, it's not about what my contribution or my value is to other people and, and how I'm lifting other people up. Um, so that, that, that's some different dimensions of it. And the thing is, is that the, the vision in your visualization, like the what, like I want the girl that's X, Y, Z, you know, she's doing this, she's doing that. But what's actually key to that is who who's the man that you have to become in order to have that. Mm. And so being able to to break down yourself, get that self awareness, and identify 
the areas in your life that you're not performing in or you're not good at. or you, and, and a lot of this just comes down to beliefs and identities, which I go back to what I, my rant before, which is just this stuff that's constantly on repeat in our brains, which is only an observation of something of, an, of a past experience, right? It's an observation of a past experience. It's not what's real now. It's not what's real in the future. We're just repeating what we experienced. And so, like, you know, the girl broke up broke up with me girls always, or you know I went and spoke to these girls and they they rejected me so girls always reject me girls always reject me girls always reject me and and the identity that we've got is not allowing us to go close to that vision so you can have the perfect vision that is set out in exquisite detail of exactly what you want the businesses the money the girl duh, 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 duh. but if you don't have the beliefs and the thoughts in place the identity that allows you to, to attract that, then you then you just can't, right? So you've got to be constantly becoming that man. Mm. So in, interestingly, if you're right, like the the difference between someone that's successful at this and not is such a small difference, but it's at the same time a very big bridge to gap. And I'll I'll try and explain it. As you grow up, you are given and you inherit from the things around you without you putting any input into the control, without you having any design of it, you inherit your beliefs and your identities. So this is the five people you spend the most time with, the, the things that they constantly say about you. You know, they they observe with their five senses. Like I say to you, Luke, say we grew up together. Oh, Luke, you're such a clown. Oh, Luke, you're such a clown, right? That hmm. shit is fucking going into your brain. You've got a fucking tattoo of a clown. <laughs> anyway. That shit's going into your brain, right? Yeah. You're growing up. You're inheriting that, but you're not aware yet and only very small small percentage of people are given this information or understand this from a young age, the majority of us don't, right? We have to come to it at some point. And so you absorb and inherit your identity growing up. And the media, particularly the mainstream media, is absolutely programming your fucking brain. The, the, what we are absorbing growing up is being – we're being programmed by whatever you want to call it. Here we go. The, yeah? Okay. Here we are. So the difference between someone that's uber successful and someone that just ends up with what they've got is understanding that that fine line is saying, well, actually, the only thing that I can control in my life is my mind. I can't control you two. I can't control whether the internet falls apart and this podcast fails. I can't control whether people hate me or love me. I can't control the weather. All I can control is the thoughts that I allow to percolate in my mind. And therefore, if we start just curating every single thought that we have and we start looking at every single thing that we say how we talk about ourselves i'm a man and we craft it and curate it i'm a man who attracts beautiful women all the time and you just have to fucking sit down and handwrite that 50 times and say it as you handwrite it and say it a few times to yourself in the mirror and what happens is instead of the the dominant thoughts automatic thoughts because if you're going to be automatic if you're going to live unconsciously at least Choose what unconscious thoughts are. And so if you've got the unconscious thoughts, I'm a clown because my mates told me I'm a clown, I'm a clown, I'm a clown, I'm a clown. That's all you're going to repeat in your life. Curate that and be like, I am, you know, an X, Y, Z man. I am, I am, I am. Make that the dominant automatic thought and you will automatically just start moving towards that very quickly. Mm. And so the key is just understanding that all we have to do is identity, belief and mindset work. And the rest will just take care of itself. Because if you believe that I'm a man that always takes action towards my goals, if that's a belief and identity that you hold, then you've got no choice but to feel drawn to get out of bed and just want to do that. 
Mm. You'll be doing what's like the work, the work will be automatically given to you in terms of the actual steps that you have to take. The right coach will come along with the right answers, blah, 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 all of that stuff. So the more and more I do of this, the more I realize that that's where we have to get to. And you look at anyone like Tony Robbins, like who's another good example? Tate, Andrew Tate, like just look at like the, like a normal person goes, I hate him because he's so arrogant. That guy has gone from just nothing and he understood this at a, at a, at a, he explains it. He understood this at a very, very young age from his dad. All he talked about was, I'm a world champion. I'm a world champion. Michael Jordan, all these guys, that's all they did. I'm a world champion. I'm a world champion. They just think that. Think, 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 think. And as you think, you become. It goes the opposite way as well. Sorry to, if you've got any questions, Ian. I keep chiming in. But it does go the opposite way because just as you were talking about programming before, it's if you keep telling yourself that, I need to get this vaccine to, you know, be healthy or I need to do this to, you know, do this. And like you keep hearing the same things on repeat, just like we were talking about earlier, surrounding yourself in an environment. You're just going to end up doing those things. And that's how it's so easy to watch TV and get sucked into things that you don't even want, all the materialist, like, materialistic items that we're getting. So it's just like you have like these things are super, super simple in a way, but they're super critical because it's like the small things fucking add up. And if you're not allowing yourself to tell yourself you're a fucking king in the morning and you're going to smash the day, you know, like when I was working with Dan, he was like, how are you waking up in the morning? And I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking tired and miserable all the morning. He's like, fuck that belief system off. You know, so like we worked on repeating first thing in the morning, like wake up, cool. How do I feel? Good. Even if I wasn't feeling good, it's like, I'm feeling good. Today's going to be a good day. And just reinforcing that in my mind constantly. Even when you don't fucking want to, there's a bit of like fake it till you make it in that aspect where it's like, this is where I'm heading and nothing's going to stop. Absolutely. And the trap is so easy as someone that hasn't, hasn't like learnt the competency of this. And it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard. You just have to understand it. Once you understand it and you get the ball rolling, you're like, oh, fuck, now that makes sense, right? So, you, so it's very easy to look at something very tangible, like open your, your banking app and see like, you know, minus amount in, in, your, in your account, for example, like, you know, you're in debt. It's, it's so easy just to look at that and be like, well, fuck, I'm broke. Like, and even if I try and say I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, you're like, no, nah, it's a lie. I'm lying to myself. But the whole point is, is that if you keep whatever you – like energy follows attention and particle physicists have proven this. Like the, you can't see an electron. Like when you don't look at an electron, it isn't there. They've got – you can't measure it. It's only when you actually look, you look for it, it is always where you look for it, right? Atten energy follows attention. And if you're constantly saying I'm broke – I'm feeling tired. I'm not looking forward to the day. You, you're literally just energizing those that as as a reality. And the other thing that's that's quite often hard to grasp is that the the world that we often think, well, the world that I see around me, my empty bank account, the fact that I haven't got a girlfriend, that's the reason that I feel this way. I feel like I don't have a girlfriend. I feel like I don't have a full bank account. I feel like my job's unsatisfactory. And we think because the world is and we observe it, then therefore, as a man, I am. I am, a, I am a man who is a consequence of what the world gives me, okay? And to boil that down, that's mm. like, you know, I don't want to use the, the word, but it's kind of like that you're making yourself a victim, right? And when you realize how to turn that the opposite and realize that the more you think about what it is that you want and, and who you have to become as a man to get that and you just constantly think about that, even though it hasn't occurred yet, it just starts to develop. It just starts to create automatically. Um, and it starts to snowball in, in amazing ways, unexpected ways. Mm. Mm. 
I think a common term that a lot of people say, and you see it in the media and a lot of movies is like seeing is believing and because they can't see it in their physical world, then how can they believe it? That's sort of the common belief. But one thing that I got reminded when you were saying that is that our subconscious mind can't tell the difference between a physical reality versus an imagined reality. So therefore, and a practical example that I could refer to is you, like you guys sitting right there, if I told you to close your eyes and thinking about the most beautiful naked women that you love and blah, 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 eventually you can cause a physical reaction within your body and have a bone or have an erection, or you can make yourself feel sad if you thought about the most saddest moments of your life or a movie. So yeah, it's going back to that and just unraveling those I guess, limiting beliefs on, yeah, you could actually change your physiology and therefore your psychology by actually tapping into that imagined reality, 100%. that state. Hence why visualization works. That's why you drill it in with all the exercises. And if, if you're getting triggered at any point into low levels of, you know, like anger and hate and all these kind of like uncomfortable things, if you're getting triggered, then those triggers are, are like, they're a key, they're a window. It's mm. like there's something that's that's not there's a there's a belief system that's not working right. It's not mm. supporting me. And interestingly, what you said about being able to not de- determine the difference between the future and the or, or imagined and real is that everything is is not real. If if you're focusing on uh, something that has occurred that you've observed, your your it's a memory of that, right? So say even like the beginning of this podcast, if we think about what we spoke about, it's a memory, right? We're just remembering it. You can also and if you focus energy on that all the time, like, oh, I, I noticed that the girlfriend, the girl rejected me, like memory, memory, negative, negative, negative. You can also focus on and remember the future because it's a, a vision that you create where you're, instead of like just being given this memory that is a result of an experience and you're adopting that as your reality, you create what it is that you want in your mind, envision that and you're remembering the future. When you remember the past, you tend to be drawn back to whatever was, the past experiences, all those things, you keep getting drawn back to them. If you remember the future, I don't know if you guys are getting your head around this, but if you remember the future by just creating it, creating the vision, you remember that constantly, then you'll be automatically drawn towards what it is that you want to create. That's creation. Mm. Thinking, thinking, Remembering things from the past that were bad is the opposite. It's destruction. Mm. Yeah, bring it up, Ant, because I've been meaning to, but I thought you would have bring it up by now. So. Oh, yeah, just a quick one, Dan. Have you watched the documentary on Netflix called Infinity or Learning About Infinity or something? But basically, it echoes everything that you're saying in a very more of a long-winded science-y yeah. view, but essentially it explains that because we haven't observed how many uh, you know, galaxies and planets that are out there, therefore the logic says there's infinite possibilities. And because we haven't fully observed the infinite potential that we have as individuals, then therefore we can say our potential is infinite. That's essentially the theory around infinity. But it goes into depths with that. But um, yeah, it sort of echoes everything that you're saying there. Yeah, um, and, and really like point of that is that there's another galaxy where we exist in a different aspect so it's like in this galaxy where we live right now we don't have the girls or we don't have the clients or we don't have this there's definitely another universe that exists where we do fucking have that 
Like we do, we're surrounded by it, like women and we have the confidence and we have the belief and all it literally is, is changing that belief system that holy fuck, like I can have everything that I fucking want right now. It's literally like proven science <laughs> that we can have everything we fucking desire right now if we choose to. Absolutely. And some things do take a bit longer to assemble. Like if you really want to be a billionaire, you can, but it takes a little bit of time to assemble. Like there's a buffer time between getting all this stuff sorted out and the, the results that you, you're dreaming of actually becoming the thing that you're observing in front of you, like the evidence that's in front of you, right? The physical evidence. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's um, everything exists in potential is the, the idea there. And by having the right identity statements, vision statements, belief systems, thoughts around it, you're literally allowing, you know, our energy because we're just balls of energy to interact with all this infinite potential in the energy field and it just can become real very, very quickly. And as you go down this path and you start practicing this more, you start to, you start to actually notice that happening in, in real time. Mm. Um, you know, things, things that, are, that are changing, like, you know, how quickly you can heal certain things in your body that little niggles and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, people calling you at the right times, like opportunities just presenting themselves at the right time. These little things, little, like you could almost call them miracles just starting to occur. The girl is in front of you that you've been, you know, imagining and all of a sudden you're in a conversation with this girl. You're like, how the fuck did this happen? Right. <laughs> you know, where did that come from? And so, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing journey to be on. For anyone that is listening and is confused as fuck about what we're talking about, <laughs> How would you, what advice would you give someone, Dan, that's listening to this and we're talking about changing our beliefs and changing our identities and changing our environments without working with us? How would you get them started? Like what could, advice could you give them today to start reiterating and changing their entire life? And that's a really good question. I would say the first thing that everyone needs to do is look in the mirror and say, am I fucking happy? Am, like, am I fulfilled? Am I just like, is this, do I, do I know that I'm doing everything that I'm meant to be doing and everything is in order? There's no chaos. There's, there's nothing that's upsetting me. Like, okay. And then what is it? And start taking an account of what's upsetting me. What's, you know, start taking a journal of that. What's pissing me off? Like, why am I, why am I not? And then what most people will notice, and sometimes this is hard to get their head around, is that they're automatically assigning external reasons for that. Like, oh, you know, this girl dumped me, so therefore I'm sad. I can't get a girlfriend, so therefore I'm sad. And once again, that's when you start to notice, well, I'm just observing what doesn't even really exist anymore. Mm. And so that's the, that's the gateway to saying, well, okay, who, you know, what can I control? I can't control that the girlfriend dumps me. I can't control her. I can't control that she rejects me if I go and talk to her. All I can control is what I'm thinking up here, and start to say, well, who do I want to be? What do I want? And who do I have to be to become that man? And the first step is saying, well, am I everything that I want to be? Have I got everything that I want? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then you need to start work. Like, yeah, it's so simple, right? But for a lot of men out there, that terrifies the fucking shit out of them because they know you know the answer. If you're even like reconsidering that question, if you go, fuck, I don't know if I want to ask myself, you already know the answer to that. When you said, am I happy? That hit me because it's like, that is a fucking question that nobody will ever ask themselves because they know the answer. I, That's over, why they avoid it. 
yeah. and I've ordered it for so long when Dan, when Dan first reached out to me, I remember I was sad as fuck, single, not going out and no social life. And the main limiting belief and thought that I was repeating in my head was that, no, nah, I'm a busy guy. I've got a business to run. I got to do, 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 got to send out all these sales convos. And, and then you reached out to me about six to 12 months later. And then I think you asked a similar question with a similar tone and I had to, I finally had to, you know, uh, confront that question and all the feelings and all the triggering emotions come up. I'm like, fuck, nothing's changed. And I feel the exact same, if not shittier. And that's when life hits you in the face. And it's a reality check that, you know, people go through. And that finally took me uh, to make that decision to take the leap and actually do the work, everything that we spoke about in the last 30 minutes. So what was the change to you and after working with Dan? After working with Dan? Yeah. It's pretty much affirmed that everything and anything is in my control only when I choose that to be. Instead of going out, thinking outside and being like, this hap- this XYZ happened because of things outside of me, not because of my thoughts and my feelings and my beliefs. And when I sort of made that switch and you condition yourself in that state of mind, then naturally you meet the dream girl, you meet the the relationships, the opportunities. And at the start, I remember I was so in my ego being like, nah, this is bullshit. How is this going to work if I can't see it? But yeah, we spoke about those topics previously. But when I really started doing the dream relationship visualization, I think it took like, yeah, a few, like two months until it actually became a reality. It was, it was a matter of when, not if, and that's a big, big shift for me. If, if you could simplify it for the listeners and just be like tangible things that changed in your life, like what were you doing that was different? So that was just like, like all the change that happened. No, no, for Ant, like that was all the change that happened for you. Like, you, you know, you did all this and this and this, but like, what was the actual tangible evidence? Like, what were you doing in your day to day after doing the work with Dan? Yeah, and this is a good segue into masculine feminine dynamics. Well, I was I was on the dating apps, I was doing all the messages, all the one-liners, all the cut and copy bullshit that you that men are sold that are going to work in terms of their dating and relationships. And when that wasn't working and I realized there was a lot of internal things I needed to change within my identity and started doing that, I was rocking up to to dates and taking the lead with my messaging and when women were a lot more comfortable and a lot more soft and a lot more uh, loving around me, I wasn't insecure about certain things. I was very sure within myself. And therefore, uh, the women that I was going on dates with um, sort of molded to that. That was a big change. So especially like dates, social interactions, just people being a lot more warm to me instead of being a bit more apprehensive because the energy I was putting out was such a big change. Um, yeah, big confidence shift. You know, I got to notice it and mm. witness it and the change in how you, who you are now today is a massive difference. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, the more you are able to confide in yourself, that in turn builds that confidence that everyone's so, you know, desperately seeking. Mm. But yeah, what about you, Luke? Just quickly touching on that. Uh, for me, what were some was... changes? <sighs> yeah, I mean, like it was very similar to you. It was the the shifts in the visualization and seeing what I want and attracting the dream partner and attracting that into my life. And I really noticed when I was in the, like the 24 week, was it 24 weeks? I think we did six months, um, six months, but when you're in that environment and you're constantly on the calls with Dan 
and he's reminding you of like who you are and what you're seeing and what you want to witness. It just, it was everywhere in my fucking life. Like I, I would just see women constantly that were just completely aligned to me. And, you know, it took me a long time to get over that fear barrier, but it was there. And it's like, as soon as you start doing the work, you're visualizing it. And then for me, it was like understanding dynamics of leadership as well in, you know, being in the room with them and just being present and leading and guiding and doing all these things. And it's those little skills that make such a big difference. So yeah, it's just like a combination of the, you know, the spiritual side of things and manifesting and affirming all that sort of stuff. But then it's also like, once again, it's actualizing and taking action and being in your masculine and taking what is yours. So that's been the big shift and the big difference for me after, you know, doing the six months with Dan. Yeah. That's awesome. I, th I think that, um, you know, most people just want a quick fix, you know, I'm not happy. Someone, someone give me a magic bullet. Like at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it does take time to address this stuff and there's always, it's always a rabbit hole. There's always more to it. And we are never, ever done. We are never done. Like there is endless growth. There is endless, infinite opportunity for us as humans to become better every second, every minute, every day and work closer to greater and higher things, high levels of, you know, service, you know, consciousness, ability, capability, whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, really it's about getting the ball rolling and realizing that you are dissatisfied with what you've got. And if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and wake up without putting a little bit of effort in, then nothing's going to change. And in fact, there is no such thing as staying the same because everything is in a state of change at all times. And if you're not actively working on making yourself better and growing, you will automatically be in decline because everything else is growing ahead of you. So you will end up going backwards. And that's why people, without doing any of this work, they find themselves slowly automatically just grinding into that, that point. You know, we talked about at the beginning of like just that rock bottom, mm. which is where you get to because there is no, there is no like, oh, I'm just, how I am is going to be like this forever if I do nothing. No, you will decline automatically. Yeah, you'll find excuses. You know, I found after I split with my ex that I was, obviously I was in hurting for a while and, you know, it was pretty rough, whatever. I went through that period. And then when you sort of get past that period, you don't really allow yourself to quote unquote heal. You just go and find every other fucking avoidance in your life. So for me, it was like, started my business business absolutely fucking boomed realized that I fucking hated my business still focusing on business and it's like I neglected my relationships with women I you know you choose to not see how valuable it is to have a woman in your life and how empowering it is to help you grow your business anyway you just neglect it because you're in avoidance of the pain you're in avoidance of wanting to feel like that again like wanting to face change and and break that comfort barrier um yeah, I feel like I had something to wrap that up with, but I've lost it. So <laughs> I was going somewhere with that. I want to go back a few steps. And again, it's about this mindset work. Because at the end of the day, what like at the end of the day, it's all mindset. It, it all starts there. I, you you can't escape it. If your mind's fucking, if your mind's fucked up, you you're, you're fucked, right? You have to like, and I'm working on eliminating every single bit of negativity from my mind at all points. At all points, how I talk about myself, listening, if anyone's saying stuff that's negative, I can feel it now. It's starting to infect my mind. Like if someone's projecting any negativity, I'm like, nah, shut that out. I don't want it. I just want, I, I, I'm maintaining a, a 
construct in my mind that is so positive and so affirmative of, of, a, of a future that I dream of and desire that there's, it's just inevitable that I get there, right? There's nothing that's going to stop me. And something that's interesting, right, this little diagram, I don't know if you can see it, but like say that's us in the middle. And, and say you've got um, completely positive, which is complete creation, and then you've got completely negative, which is complete destruction. As I said at the beginning, we all sit somewhere on that, like axe murderers are probably down here and like in almost complete destruction and Buddha was up here at the, at the top and the rest of us are somewhere on that scale. And how we, and, and how we view everything is just a perspective. So we, we talk about, you know, look in the mirror and say, are you happy? And it's like, well, you know, I've got to try and work, I've got to try and learn to be happy. You can actually choose to be happy at all points. And so a perspective difference is this. I say... I am always happy. And again, back to the observation thing, someone that thought I was being arrogant would be like, well, fucking what are you talking about? You, was, you were sad the other day. I was like, no, I was less happy. I'll admit I wasn't as happy as I was the day before, but I was still happy. And tomorrow I'm going to be even happier. Whereas the negatively aligned person says, I'm feeling sad. Oh, shit. Like it's a really bad day. I'm feeling extra sad today. How can you ever escape out of that? And if you can apply that sense of like, are you, are you, which perspective, we're all on a scale, which perspective are you looking at? Are you standing there looking forward to absolute creation and, and bliss and joy and love and positivity? Or are you looking towards destruction with everything that you say? And so I see it all the time in COVID, you know, the, the scamdemic, like I'm sick you know, oh, I'm so sick, like I'm, I'm, I'm so, like it's so dangerous. Da, da, da. People are just taking a really negative point of view and they were just, it was just generating more and more of this. I don't, I, I'm never sick. But Dan, you had a, you had a like green snot coming out of your nose the other day. Yeah, okay. So my body was dealing with some kind of pathogen. But again, my, like what I've crafted, my identity is my body always and effortlessly deals with pathogens easily and eliminates them as quickly as possible that's my fucking belief system and i'm never sick i can go years without even catching a cold and if i do i don't even notice it because i'm like i don't believe that i'm sick whereas if you've always negative you're like oh i'm always i've never got a girlfriend you know i've never got a girlfriend yeah. I, i've never got the right job i've never got the money like this is it this is so it all comes back to this right it all comes back to this what is the construct of the picture of you and your life and what you want that's in your mind and how are you thinking the fuck about that every day and if you're thinking anything negative about it you're just inviting more of that you're just energizing more of that and so how do you how do you identify where you're doing that well even the best mindset coaches and like I've currently got yet another mindset coach myself you know and I visit him every week. You know, I've got three coaches at the moment. And, um, and, and, you know, even he, we just had a session before this and he's like, I pointed something out to him and he's like, thanks, man. I, I didn't even realise. You know, you, you can't, it's almost, it's not impossible. It's absolutely doable. But whether it's friends that understand this shit and are on your case every day, hey, man, you just said, you just said something negative about yourself. Like calling each other out on it and not allowing any negativity even if it's like arrogance slash future vision, you know, I've always, I'm fucking, I'm the king, I'm the bomb, I've got the best life, my life fucking rocks. Like even if your bank account's empty, I'm fucking rich, money always flows to me and just think this, think, 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 think it, say it, talk to your friends about it. Get coaches that will point out when you're being negative, like just, mm -hmm. and, and as you do that, everything just changes, everything. Because everything that you've got, if you listen to this, that's bad in your life, it's because you keep thinking it's bad. You keep thinking it. 
you keep like paying it attention. My bank account's empty. So you look at your bank account, it's fucking empty. You pay it attention. So it stays fucking empty, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's hard. You have to, it, it is fake it till you make it. You have to like, you have to ignore what your, your eyes see. You have to ignore what your five senses are taking in. Ignore it because it doesn't exist. Ignore what your five senses are seeing and close your eyes and go, what is it that I want? That's what I'm working towards. I'm always rich. I'm always healthy. I'm always happy. I'm always surrounded by beautiful women. What chance do you stand doing that compared to, oh, fuck, I'm always broke. I'm always sick. Like, which one's going to get you the results? Stay away from those fucking people too. You do not want to be around those people. (laughs) It's so obvious. It's Mm. so obvious when you realize it, right? And who who are you watching on social media? What are the five, like, fuck even the five people that you spend time with. Who are the five people that you watch all their content? Who who is it? And you need to look at them and and you need to absolutely sit down with a pen and paper and analyze that. Do like why am I watching this person? What am I getting? What are, what beliefs, identities, like like understanding? Not what am I getting from this person? Who are they? What do they act like? Do they actually care about me in any way whatsoever? And the answer is ninety nine percent of the time, no. It's an agenda. It's a personal agenda that they've got. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like who are you watching? Like the people that I consume are people that have absolutely got what I desire. Like Grant Cardone, you know, sure, people say he's Scientology, etc. The guy's like a fucking genius. He has the most amazing family. He's, he's, he's a billionaire and he's got one, two of the most beautiful daughters that you've ever seen. Like he, he posts videos of himself giving his daughters driving lessons and shit. Like he's such a role model for a wealthy guy that has created a beautiful, you know, he's got a beautiful wife, he's got beautiful kids, he's like a family-oriented man, et cetera. Like to me, he's a fucking, you know, I, I, I consume his stuff. I'm very careful about that. I curate mm. everyone that I consume online and I cut out all the mainstream bullshit. It's gone, all of it. No newspapers, no mainstream, none of it. I go and seek out very specifically who I follow on social, on any media and, and there's only like three or four and that's all I consume, that's it. I see some other stuff and I'm like, yeah, whatever, but it's just, I can sense the negativity. I can sense the vileness in it. I can sense the agenda now. And it just, it makes me go, and I just like, get rid of that, right? And it's the same with people. My, my dad, I gave him, I was on the phone yesterday to him and I heard his feelings. Poor old guy, he's 80, right? I was like, he's done this my whole life. This is, and this is where we get infected. He has always been, a, he focuses on problems. It, it served him well, but as his a son that always looked up to him, he always said it to me, like I'd, I'd go to him as a 12-year-old boy with this awesome entrepreneurial creative idea, right? Because we lived in the country and I wanted, all my friends had skateboards in the city and I only had gravel roads and I couldn't use a skateboard. And I had this idea for a cross-country skateboard, which mind you, not long after I had that idea, like three years later, they became a massive thing. And I went to dad and I was like, dad, like, what if I did this and I designed that? And his response to me, and I remember this, was like, Oh, but, you know, you you don't have access to, you know, da, 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 like just a problem, 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 obstacle, 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 obstacle. And I had no choice because he was my dad. But you've got to look for the people that are doing this in your life. And if they're not injecting pure positivity into what you're saying and your ideas and your visions and your thoughts and your dreams, if, if the people around you and the media you watch isn't going, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. That's a fucking great idea. Go, go at it. I've, you've got my full support. How are you gonna? How are you gonna achieve anything? You know, I want to go and I want to go to the club and I want to meet. I want to go and meet. You know, eleven out of ten Ukrainian models and fucking blah 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 blah. Oh, you're you're not tall enough for that. You know, <laughs> like mm. you're, you're too ugly for that. 
you know, this shit goes in here. And if, you, if you're not onto it, if you're not in charge of it, it's, it's in charge of you. I've got, got a question with that, Dan. Oh, first of all, can you, is there a paper on your MacBook? Thanks. I've got a question with that. Um, when you're hanging out with friends, and I know the easy answer is like, well, get new friends. But if they're throwing out comments like, oh, you're, you're too short or nah, you're... Yeah, you're Asian, so people don't like you, or you're this and you're that. How would you respond in a position of, I guess, grace and power to those people instead of just being like, "Oi, no, that's negative," and them not having the level of awareness that you know we have or other people have? How would you sort of navigate that? Absolutely. And when this happens to me, I just completely dominate them with my positivity. Nah, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the fucking king. I'm the fucking bomb. I kick all those motherfuckers' ass. I don't give a fuck. That's fucking absolute bullshit. You're talking out your ass. I don't know what you're talking about. You're full of shit. Fuck that. And then if, you know, that's, if they don't learn, and then we can have a discussion around that. And if they don't learn, well, you know, I'm just not going to spend any time with them. See you later. Yeah. Like I just, I, I, you know, my whole life, and this is, you know, this is why it's, it took me so long. I didn't, I didn't understand this. That's why I teach this now. You, it's, it's all here. It has to be 100% positive, future-oriented, future-oriented. Where am I going to? What, what am I becoming? What do I want? Not what I, not what I see or what was. Mm. And so guys like that, they're just constantly, they're just observing the, the reality and they're blaming the reality on your existence. They're, they're, mm. they're saying, they're, the connection they're making is, well, the reality is, the reality is this, therefore you are. And it's like, no, that's not right. Mm. It's not right. I am, therefore the reality becomes. And when you, yeah, as you practice this, it just, it just blossoms. It just mm. evolves. Well, because- that's even like a, we, I, I know personally, I think Ant's been doing the same thing. Uh, we've been doing micro visualizations. And for me personally, I've been doing business, uh, I've been doing relationships, I've been doing health, and I've been doing life. So I've got like four things that I just, I visualize these things. And there's just small micro visualizations that I see all day, every day. And it's just so imprinted in my brain that like, I'm going to book out my next event. I'm signing all my clients. Like I'm, I'm going to book out a year in advance. Like these are the things that I'm manifesting and attracting. And ever since I've started doing that, I've started having new conversations. People are just drawn into my life, like without even fucking trying. They've literally just manifested in front of me because I'm doing it, right? With my health, I'm noticing myself absolutely jacked, springing out of bed in the morning, ready to go, fighting, you know, I'm training and, and like that's exactly what I'm doing, you know? And then I've got a, like a clear vivid mission a vivid mission a vivid vision of me sitting on these rocks and i'm witnessing my wife and my two daughters running around on the beach as i just sit there and admire their beauty and these are the things that i'm manifesting in my life and it's just like abundance is attracting to me because it's all that i'm choosing to fucking see i'm not choosing to not see my event booked out i'm not choosing to not see me like fat and running slow and just a fucking like slog don't, don't give it an option. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't even give it a chance yeah. to, to become a reality. And don't and even give it the, 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 yeah, the credit of even potential existence mm. to and eliminate I'm, it. Yeah. And that, and, and I've never appreciated the power and it's really good to have this, <laughs> this podcast with you, man, because we haven't spoken for, for a while now. And it's just a gentle reminder of how much you try to imprint this stuff on me back in the day and how much of a, fucking impact it has <laughs> and like i never did like i would admit i never did it. dan told me to fucking do it all the time and like i just like i didn't do it but it's those little things that you wake up and you're like 
got it. And now I'm just waking up happier, right? There might be the slightest bit. I might be not as awake and ready to go in the morning and that's okay. But it's like, sweet, I'll hit it the next day. And it's just manifesting, 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 manifesting. And I just keep telling myself these four, you know, do four or five simple fucking things that you want. And then the more that I keep visualizing it, the clearer the vision comes. And then I'm like thinking of other things while I'm thinking of it. And I'm like, oh, I like that too. So I'm adding that to it now, right? And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And, and, and without it even happening, my confidence is it's just at a level now. And I'm just, yeah, I feel fucking amazing. Like there'll be days when I'm not feeling 100% myself and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. It's just one of those days. I'll let it pass and then more will come. And it's just like, you can't, yeah, it just these little things are the most fucking important thing to do on repetition. Put the most reps in, do the work. Put the reps in, put the reps in, put the reps in. And it's only here. You don't have to fucking lift any weight. You just have to put the reps in here. Takes fucking two minutes. Do it like fucking 10 to 15 times a day, every day. That's and, and I've got a, a bit of a hack for you. I'm just going to take a note here so I don't forget and um, I'll bring it up. But something you said um, about, oh, you know, sometimes I, I struggle to get out of bed. I think, you, I think you said those words. Again, back to the scale of where do you sit on the scale? Like it doesn't matter where you sit on it. It's which direction you look from wherever you are on that scale of like positive to negative. And it's like if you notice that you sometimes say, I struggle to get out of bed sometimes, what you do is you just create an identity statement around that, a new identity statement. I'm a man who is always excited to get out of bed and take on the challenges of the day or whatever the fuck is relevant to you, like the antithesis of what you notice, right? Create that identity statement and then go to your book. I've got pads now, like I've gone back to in the last probably 12 months, handwriting like Bart Simpson does at the start of the Simpsons, you know, whether you do it on a chalkboard. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was because when he's coming up with a new identity, you have to integrate it. And what that means is you have to make it more dominant than the automatic unconscious um, negative thought or negative identity or, or, or limiting identity. Oh, it's fucking hard to get out of bed sometimes, right? You'll say that on repeat. So you have to make it dominant. How can you do that quickly? Handwriting. And I find that, you know, 50 doing writing it 50 times and saying every word as I write it, by the time I've done that, I can't think of anything else. I literally can't think of anything else. I can't think of the old way that I used to think. It's done. It's integrated. Mm. So there's a little bit of work involved. Mm. And the hack that I've learned recently, which is awesome, is get yourselves a Google Dot or an Alexa. And you can, on that half hour or the hour, you can program Alexa to just automatically say something. And you can program in your new identity statements. Dan, and I've got, I've got her saying all sorts of cool shit. Dan, <laughs> fuck it. she wakes me up at five past five. She goes, Dan. Yo, right? Because I program whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. And she's like, smile, and I'm like, oh, this is like five to five past five in the morning, right? Like, smile. I'm like, yeah, that's right. She goes, you're a king. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking right. I fucking am, right? <laughs> so I'm just screaming this all around the house, and every half, I've had to turn her off because she would have interrupted this podcast like at least three times already. I mean, it's kind of some maybe some weird shit that I don't need people to hear, but. Um, you know, it's like, Dan, you're fucking blah, blah, blah. And she's just, she's speaking my vision. She's speaking my new, the identity statements that I'm trying to integrate. And it's insane how quickly that is like integrating all, all of those new beliefs. So that's like a, yeah, pretty awesome hack that you guys should definitely do. Mm. I, I like that one. I like, that's a good one. It's a goodie. It's, it, it's like growing up where, you, where you've got a really loving, supporting parent. That's like, oh, you're yeah. so amazing. Like you can program your own yeah. Alexa to tell you what you need to hear to become that person 
Like she, you know, she can say anything like you're, you're a hot fucking dude. Chicks love you. Like get her to tell you whatever it is that you just need to hear mm. on repeat so that you start repeating it unconsciously. And that's all you think about. All you think about. Um, the, the only, like there's, there's a book that I still get every new client to read. And it's As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It's um, 2000, uh, 1903. It was published. It's very old. It's a short book. It's very condensed. And it's literally the foundation of all of this stuff, you know. How are you thinking as a man? What are you thinking? Because you're, the thoughts that you have are creating, you're thinking the existence that's around you, your results, your success, your happiness, your fulfillment, your contentment, your dreams. It's all happening from the mind. So I think if there's anything from this potty that can come out of that, it's like if you're not happy, the first place you've got to look is in here because that's where it starts. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that watch this and be like heard what Luke said a minute ago. He's like, yeah, you know, like since I've been doing this and micro visualizations, like little things are happening. And I remember I used to see people that would say stuff like that when I was really unconscious. I'd be like, fucking, that's fucking bullshit. Like, whatever. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. That's that's not how the world works. You're full of shit. Da, 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 da. It's really negative. And I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I, I, I don't know how to wake someone up. It, it's like, maybe, like you said, Luke, you go back to the beginning of the podcast. Like, there's got to be a, there definitely has to be a line in the sand moment. There has mm. to be a line in the sand where you go, you know what? that there's got to be something else other than this. There has to be. And at that point, you know, there's an opportunity there to say, well, where are the answers? What are the answers? Mm. If you look to the external world for, for solutions, you'll be constantly disappointed because you can't control any of that. If you look to the way people are treating you or changing your job, um, you know, there's a, there's a client of mine and, and it's this, this thing we're working through at the moment and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna go get the new job, and then everything will be cool, and I'm gonna change change my office around, and then everything will be good, and I'm gonna do this, and I'll get rid of that client, and then everything will be good, I'll be happy then. And it's like, no, 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 you can't like he, he, you do that, and it like it's like taking drugs, right? When you look to to the external world, it's like, oh, if I change this, if I fix that, then everything will be good. Mm. If I go and get this new job or I get more money, everything will be good. That reminds, that reminds me of dude, where's my car? And it's like, and then, <laughs> and then it's just like, it's, you just have to be happy right fucking now. It's not, and then, and then, and then. On the, on the drive-thru. Mm. How, can I, how can I be happy now though? Everything fucking my life is shit. Well, it's a choice. And as hard as it may seem, it is a choice. And the examples that you can use are, are men that have survived, you know, Holocaust-like situations, prisoners of war camp where they've been starved and beaten and, and mind-fucked for years, yet they come out the other side and they've been like, well, how did you survive that? Well, I just decided I was going to be happy. I was going to decide. I chose not to allow a thought of I'm unhappy. That's actually a great fucking book recommendation, The Happiest Man on Earth. Good. Mm, good book mm. just like it's a it's an eye-opening way of perspective and it's it's like yeah you can't really judge yourself because yeah we live in a society where we have everything that we want and life is we live in a place where the only thing that's stopping us from being happy is perspective like there is no reason for us to not fucking be happy we have everything that we need right here and like we still choose not to so it's like it's really cool to look at a different perspective like that where someone has just gone through absolute fucking hell and then they can still choose to be happy whereas like you don't have any excuse to not be happy here like you have everything that you fucking need but like also just understand that it's like 
we have different perspectives. Like we didn't have to go through that. So it's like, let's utilize what we have now. And I think that, you know, I, I, I did a podcast with Ant. I don't know if it was the last one or not. And, you know, I, I, I said the term, I don't believe we are truly uh, privileged in today's society because we don't know how to appreciate what we fucking have. Like you look at people that have so little in countries that are, you know, like wherever it might be, and they ha- they have nothing. All they have is each other, but they know how to love. They know how to be present with each other, and they know how to be in like the moment together. And once again, it's just a matter of perspective. We just have all this bullshit drawing us away from internal. We're so drawn to the external that we forget what it's like to just be happy on the inside. And it's just like it, all it is is you know a perspective thing. So we can change that if we fucking want. It's purely materialistic, mm-hmm. right? It's all about the material world around us and, and we're a result of that, like we're a consequence of that. Um, you know, if you if you took me if, now where I'm at now, like 10 years ago, if I said this, I'd be like, oh, that's scary. But if you took everything away from me right now, if you took my house, you took money, you took everything, people I loved, everything, I, I would just, I would be happy. Mm. I would not see it as a bad thing. I would see it as, and I would look for the opportunity. I would see, I would find gratitude in it. I would find the silver lining, I'd be like, wow, there's an opportunity to start fresh, start again. I can completely redesign my life and mm. et cetera, et cetera. My mum died a few years ago and, and the anniversary was back in in September and um, I got messages. Oh, you know, you must be really sad. Da, da, da. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, no, I'm, I'm really happy. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm really happy. She's like, but your mum died. I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm so happy that she lived. Mm. It was fucking amazing that she lived and what she achieved and what she gave me. And I just celebrate her life whenever I think about her. And so everything's a perspective. Mm. Everything's a choice. How you de- how how we deal with the life that is in front of us, right? Mm. Fucking cool shit. Yeah. I I just left construction. I left a 1.6 million dollar company and I left it probably too soon, but I was just that unhappy in the job and I'm like fuck this, I'm going all in on coaching. And I'm not earning anywhere near as much money. I like I you know, I'm not in right at this moment, you know, I'm working towards being in a great financial spot. So right at this moment, it's like dealing with new challenges and I'm still the happiest that I've ever fucking been because I'm choosing to be happy. Like I'm not choosing to see all the negatives around me that I've lost. Like I'm just happy with what I fucking have. And it's so little compared to what I used to. I mean, I still have live in a beautiful home and have a beautiful car and all this sort of shit, but like I have so much less than I had and I'm even fucking happier. I could just sit here and cry about it and be like, fuck my life's shit because I don't have this amount of income anymore, but I don't. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Mm. That's, that's mm. gold, man. And, and gratitude for the listeners is a superpower, right? Gratitude's a superpower. It's like a rescue remedy. If you find yourself like at absolute, like some pit of darkness at some point in your day or, or wherever you are and like something happens and you're just like seething or, or you're feeling even suicidal, and I say this to everyone, or you're feeling feeling depressed or whatever, like get a pen and paper out and take the situation that you see is causing you the most like pain and suffering, whatever it is, the girl dumped you, whatever. And just like sit there until you've got at least 10 or 20 things to be grateful for, for that event. Like it's, it's hard work, but force yourself to say, well, look for the reason to be grateful. To grateful because it's very easy to be negative oh the girl dumped me i'm fucking ugly da, 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 negative 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 but if you can find gratitude for that well 
I'm grateful for the girl dumping me because now I have an opportunity to find an even better girlfriend. I'm grateful for the girl dumping me because now I can focus more on my business, which needs me right now for the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm grateful because I can practice better dating skills. I'm grateful because, and all of a sudden, if you if you do it, you you notice that like boom, 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 you just start finding all these awesome things to be grateful for. And what was 10 minutes ago, a horrible situation that was ruining your life is now an opportunity to grow and you know, enjoy, and you're like, fuck, it's crazy. And when you apply that to things that happen, like my, when my car blew up, it's a really good one. I was running late for something. It was a date actually. And, and I was on the side of the highway and the car blew up and then I, was, I was just like, for a second, I was like angry. And then I realized, what, what are you doing? Like, just be grateful for this moment. There's, and I sat there and just thought, gratitude, 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 found all these reasons to be grateful. Next minute, a guy pulled up with a tow truck who recognized my car. He was a guy that I rode motorbikes with. And he was like, oh, I saw you pulled over. I was like, oh, I didn't know you drive tow trucks. He's like, yeah, man, what's happened? He's like, I'll tow you for free. And like just boom, 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 boom. All these amazing things happened. And this one event that would ruin most people's day, fuck, my fucking car's blown up, turned into, evolved into, blossomed into this beautiful thing, a new car and more money and like all these cool things that were like you couldn't imagine were connected to it that came that came from that and if I, all I was focused on was how shitty it was that that happened the girlfriend the girl dumped me or whatever all you're focused on is that then you don't you miss all of the good stuff that's happening around you all the time and you don't you can't take those opportunities and so you just end up stagnating and going backwards mm. so the positivity the gratitude it's huge superpower rant over <laughs> everyone's just quiet now everyone's like do you have anything to say Ed, or <laughs> oh no i'm just yeah just when i when i go silent i'm just like processing everything that's said because it's yeah this it's just grounded in so much <laughs> truth for me personally just well me and luke actually we were away for seven days at a summit and the first task that we were assigned to do bear in mind we didn't know the time or we didn't have our phones but the first task we were assigned to do every morning was to go outside for a walk, a 15 minute, 20 minute walk outside and just say thank you to the first thing we see. Just like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Priming, priming, priming. So when we got back to quote unquote reality, it was like, oh shit, like I actually feel like really thankful for just like this like tiny blade of grass or this tree or this this piece of fruit. And it's just priming ourselves in that state of gratitude. And therefore we just welcome everything in and when it arrives we we accept it for what it is we're like yeah we i knew this was meant to be here because i welcomed it i primed myself and there's no pushback there's no self-sabotage it's just like this was meant to be mm. that's one one of my favorite things in the morning is to do thank you five thank yous just write it down after my journal five thank yous after every thank you close my eyes and sit with it for five seconds and then you've just activated your eyes and it just goes into your subconscious and then you start seeing things that you're thankful for all day. It's just the most simple yeah. five minute task. It's all it fucking takes is just say, thank you. Yep. Sit yeah. with it. Thank you. Yep. Sit with it. Thank you. Yep. Sit with it. And then like, you can't help but feel thankful <laughs> for those five things. And it's like, okay, cool. What's more to be thankful about? Yeah. Simple little hacks. So little, little yeah. shit. Very simple little hacks. And so where's this body gone? Like we've talked about, you know, <laughs> personal growth. We've talked about all the, all these things and, not really particularly about the mechanics of getting a girlfriend or, or getting a girlfriend. <laughs> Funny that. And I, but I just want to bring it back to that, right? Because at the end of the day, if you as a man don't believe, if there's something inside you you're unaware of, if there's a belief or an identity that you're not good enough for the girl that you actually want, then she, you, she can never come into your life. 
that's the whole point. And there's so many pickup artists and guys out there on the internet today that are selling quick fix silver bullets, like da 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 you know, go and say this magic line and fuck heaps of girls and da 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 And it doesn't matter. I see guys all the time. They come come to me from some of these other coaches. They're like, fuck, I did all, I tried all that. No, no, nothing worked. I'm still like, it's still fucked. It's like, yeah, because you haven't addressed the, the root cause of the problem, mm-hmm. which is that inherently you don't feel good enough or don't believe that it's possible or you're focusing on evidence that suggests that it's not possible for you. Like you're looking at past experiences and saying, well, that's, that must be the future. And so once we start working on this, all the talking to girls just becomes like, it becomes a lot easier. And then Luke keeps talking about your RAS, right? Which is your RAS or your reticular activating system. And I don't know if you guys have talked about this on the potty at all, if, if listeners know what it is, but that's the thing that's, that's, finding that's your subconscious mind it's your unconscious mind your raz and it is collecting everything that you need to know and so any dating or relationship coach can sit here and say you need to think about this you need to understand this this and this but none of that actually is relevant to you until you're the man or you've got the belief systems that allow you to integrate that and under and actually understand it and actually know it and then apply it Mm -hmm. and it becomes easy the information's all there like there's people with the right information about how to find your girlfriend and the things that you've got to do and the mechanics of it but I could harp on about that all day and you would not get anywhere until you've mm-hmm. fixed this. All fucking day you could talk about it, like no doubt, just nonstop verbal. <laughs> you can tell you all day. Um, one of the belief systems that I held was they don't exist. For a lot of men, I think, that have started doing the inner work and started doing personal development work, you have, I had a belief that like, I didn't want to have kids. I didn't want to have a relationship because I thought a women were ball breakers. Uh, B I just truly believed like my dream partner didn't exist. You know, like I want a woman that nourishes and she cooks and cleans and is truly in a feminine essence. And, you know, like I never believed that they fucking existed in today's society, you know? And it, why, where, where did that come from? Uh, well, I, I don't have that belief anymore. So but, but where did it come from? How did you, like, if the only thing that you can control are the thoughts that you have, where did, who gave you that? Who, how did you inherit that? Did you inherit it from a collection of past experiences? Did you inherit it from media that you absorbed? Did you yeah, inherit media, it? Media, media, past experiences. And then just hearing exactly. from here. Oh yeah. Hearing it from other men, you know, like I worked in construction and you see mm-hmm. men come to work all day and they're like, oh, fucking can't be fucked going home to the missus you know i have to drink every night because i can't be fucked dealing with her and it's like well bro that's <laughs> that's heavy man like you ain't dealing with the shit you know and I, you hear that on repeat through construction and i wasn't even in the worst of it hey like i was in uh domestic and i was you know in a pretty good environment but then you you, you get surrounded by it regardless because other trades are just you know like guys rock up to work i'm fucking miserable i'm tired and it's like that's why the construction industry is fucked because everyone just feeds off each other Everyone is so toxic towards each other. They're like, mate, this is fuck. You know, the supervisor is fuck. And that's just how they talk all day, every day. They fucking whinge and they play victim all day. And then how can you, how can you not become that if you're working, most of your waking hours at work and that is, that is what you're absorbing Mm. all day. How can you not become that? Mm. How can, like, if you, if you were to like, you didn't know anything about fucking carpentry right? Nothing, not a single thing about carpentry. And you went into a room with five expert carpenters and 
all they talked about for an eight-hour day was carpentry. And they refused to talk about women. They refused to talk about anything else. And all they talked about was carpentry. How could you not come out of that room and not know fucking shitloads about carpentry and how houses are built and how fucking certain glues and nails work and fucking the latest trends and the latest tricks. Like you would just order, you'd be, you'd almost be a fucking qualified carpenter. Same goes, if you go onto a work site and spend all day in a room with five people that say, fuck did life shit, fucking jobs are cunt, fucking bosses suck, there's no money, fucking girls fucking hate me. Like that's you, that's that's exactly what you're going to become. It's so fucking critical, so critical. What, Luke, when did you discover? Like, what, you know, who have you had to let go in your past? From you know, who have you had to let go of in your life that was negative? Like, not names or anything, but like, what what level of relationship have you realised you had to see you later? People that are the closest to me. I've had best friends, family, parents. Yeah, not not parents, but I've had family. Yeah, I've had. You know, I'm going through current issues at the moment where it's, you know, I've had some things said to me that I just don't agree with and I'm not going to put up with that sort of behavior. And, you know, it is unfortunate because you care about these people and maybe one day things will mend and become better. But I'm just at a point now where I'm not going to allow that sort of bullshit in my fucking life. You know, the closest to me, the most painful thing created me to become the best version of myself. You know, like the harder it was, the more valuable it was. I became a man who dealt with his fucking business face-to-face in the pits, absolutely trembling with fear. I fucking faced my shit. And that was through those really dark times. What about you, Anne? Have you had to cut anyone out? Yeah. Well, last year, specifically when I was doing the work with you and just doing the inner work, there was a lot of people that I was spending my yeah, majority of my hours with on the day to day. And given that we we're in lockdown, you know, we were very limited in, in who we could sort of surround ourselves in person. And yeah, there was a few, few friends and acquaintances, friends at the time who were now acquaintances where I really had to do a really uh, heavy pulse check and just, yeah, be like the, the environment is, is sort of everything that, that um, ties into to how you identify as yourself. Because at the end of the day, like, like you said, you can enter a room with, with five people who talk about one thing and you naturally learn and associate to that thing. I remember, and I, and just remind me of when I was working in, you know, in a, a particular office back home, warehousing jobs, you know, you got people just complaining, complain, complain, blame, blame, blame. Then also you got the radio stations just like feeding off drama and people calling in and saying, oh, this shit happened. And this is, yeah, it's just bullshit on top of bullshit. Until your life becomes shit, like literally becomes shit. Mainstream media, and this is also why the the the, the elite or the the most powerful, like the, the there's no more middle class. Like that's getting completely taken away. There's the powerful and the unpowerful, right? That's kind of where where we're going. Complete power and no power. And you know the the guys at the top, you know they're inheriting those mindsets and those beliefs. Like you, you're born there, and you just automatically are. You know, in a room with millionaires and billionaires all day, every day. That's all you hear. How to how to be on on top of your game, mm. and so it's it's fairly difficult to not become fucking amazing if you're surrounded by that. And so the average guy, it, it's a little bit of effort, but we have to curate that. And if you're on a building site, like Luke says, where you're constantly like bitchy, whingy, fucking tradies, like you've got to shut that shit out. Like it's very difficult, but mm. it's got to be done. Like, nah, man, everything's all good. Like it becomes quite distressing. And as you start to as you start to get your negativity filter tuned in, 
you, it, it starts to become like quite, um, it's, it's almost disgusts you a little bit. You're like, Ugh. it's kind of like, like even the slightest bit of negativity, it's sticky. Mm. Like it sticks on you mm. like a fucking stench when you've been at the, you know, down at the local Jeez. farm. Mm. It just kind of like hangs around on you. And as you start to like see that, stand back and observe that from a distance of what it is, you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want any of that. That's just like, that's just like a cesspit. And, you know, the difference between now how I see it and how I used to see it, I just, I'd just fall into line with the people that were around me. I'd, I'd just naturally be like, yeah, yeah, that's shit, man. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's fucking shit. Wouldn't get anywhere. No progress. Zero mm. progress. So, yeah five people you spend time with but a lot of that today is is media who, who are the guys you know like who who's spitting facts and truth whether you like him or not jordan peterson like you know he's a pretty honest guy like he's a pretty smart guy i'd listen to him um you know like i said grant cardone people like that hormozy you know mm. hormozy's a great guy yeah go on, go on. like if all you consume is if you're going to consume stuff from people like that you will automatically take on their mindsets dan gibson uh, Luke Cosmanis, Anthony, mm, three guys. Yeah, how do you say? How do you say Anthony? That's what you say when you're nut, right? It's like right at the end. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt that. That's too Ooh. personal. <laughs> okay, don't be. Okay, no, we don't. Want, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. Um, so yeah, just out of curiosity, like who's the who, who are your sort of like heroes at the moment, you guys? In terms of socials, who we're, who I'm following. Um, your heroes. Like, who, who is it? You're like, fuck yeah. Hamozi is, is one of them. Obviously, yeah, our mentor, he's, he's Tom, big on the radar. Tom Clark. Uh, and for me, yeah, I'm a big Jordan Peterson fan as well. He spits facts. He spits facts, yeah. Yep. Dang. And then people like Piers Morgan, like, you know. Oh, God. Fucking hell. So, Yeah. What about you, Anne? Who are you? Who are you following? Anyone in particular? Yeah. Uh, so I'm big on the podcast at the moment. Oh, like yeah. And obviously, one is like Joe Rogan. Uh, there's. Um, I've started recently getting back into Gary V. Just because he's like a quick fix for positivity. Um, Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO podcast. That has some really good intellectual conversations. Um, but yeah, that's. That's one thing that has really sat with me is like people talk about auditing your your network and your friends, but the digital environment is the one that we spend even more time with versus our physical environment. So that's even more of a big reminder and emphasis on that for sure. Because the first thing you pick up your phone, Instagram, bang, content, content, content accounts. And then you look at a test of someone's character or personality for me is like when you can grab their phone and go on their explore page and see the amount of stuff or the, the type of stuff that they're consuming on a day to day. Cause that's the curation by itself. You said curate, curate, curate a lot, but that is like a, a physical representation representation of literally someone's like day to day, what they're consuming. If you ask, 90, if you ask 99% of dudes what's on their thing, they would be fucking embarrassed to show you. Yeah. Like, I'm curious to see this now, but I've seen my mates explore pages. It's just like drama. It's just like babes and bikinis. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine's, mine's not too bad. A lot of UFC love a sport and a lot of mindset stuff. Is it is UFC sport, you know, what's the purpose of that? Is it just purely entertainment, like get, you know, escaping or is it 
No, not so much more entertainment because I've actually spent a lot of time doing the, the the art itself, like martial arts. It's more of an appreciation for the art form, discipline, the mindset involved, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, which is a big theme of this year. And Luke can attest to that. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, discomfort, discomfort. If you're not comfortable with discomfort, it's going to be very difficult. And your vision and your dreams should make you feel uncomfortable. It's, it's mm-hmm. really is like, and, yeah. and also just a little wording thing, people are crafting like um, goals, for example. I see this all the time. They're like, I, I am able to, like, so they're, they're having a vision for 12 months. I'm able to X, Y, Z. And they're saying, I, I will be able to, I am able to, etc. It's an escape clause. It's an escape clause. Change the wording to I have or I am, and you'll immediately feel a little squiggle in your guts because you're like, ooh, now it's real. When I say I'm, I, I will be able to X, Y, Z in the future, like Luke's, Luke, I picked it up earlier on when you're talking about you're filling up your um, day event. You're like, I will, I will be able to fill up my day event. I will be able to. And I was going to, you know, cut, I didn't want to cut you off, but yeah, just change that language to I have completed. I have filled up. I have, I have, mm. I am, I have, I am, I have. And that should make you feel uncomfortable with some of your bigger goals. And if it doesn't mm. make you feel uncomfortable, they're not big enough, mm. literally. Dan, well, one thing I'm, I'm going to apply immediately with, with the clients that I work with, I just had a glance at the sticky notes that I have and I get my students to write down the outcomes and it says, I want to feel, I want to be this. But my immediate thing is just like, get them into the frame of mind of it's already happened. Yeah, because I, I want to with scarcity already. I want to mm. imply that, can't, that 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 it's unavailable to. Like literally, yeah. if you logically break down, I want to. That language it yeah. implies I'm unable. You're in to. lack. Yeah, you're already in a lack, mm. and, and it's not possible for me. I want to, but I'm just not going to be able to. Mm. That's literally what your unconscious mind hears. So mm. you have to be succinct in what you ask for, and you will get night. And what you say you are, you will become most mm. of it, if not a hundred percent of it. Yeah, over time. I just want to give a a shout out to Dan and his coaching styles because (laughs) he will trigger the fuck out of you. (laughs) Trigger now? No, no, no. Like it's just like it was a gentle reminder. Like you always pull me up. Like it's great. It's just a great way of coaching. I'm I'm exactly the same. Like I'll pull you up on your shit, but it's just any small imperfection. Dan will be straight on it. Like no, 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 no. Like cut Mm. that shit out. Like I am, I am, I am. And that I have full respect to that. Like that was a big part of why. I worked with you and enjoyed working with you is because you tested the fuck out of me. Good. We've all yeah. got to be tested. And I, that's all I want. And I would never, if anyone says to me, Dan, do you realize what you just said? And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Thank you so much for pointing that out because mm. it, was a, it was a blind spot. Mm. And um, yeah, sitting down and I, you know, always writing out my identity statements and getting someone else to look over them. Always, always, because they always find something that is inconsistent or incongruent with actually creating it. Mm-hmm. Slight language. And because the unconscious mind, which controls 95% of your outcome, so you've got your, your conscious mind, which is your thoughts, um, your creativity, et cetera, uh, and then bridged between that and your unconscious mind is your analytical mind. Then your unconscious mind is all your identities, your repetitive stuff, your habits, all of these things that are just, they're just happening without you really thinking about them. What's happening with that is 95% of what your outcomes are. And so you've only got a 5% power of your entire being, which is your conscious mind to, to create. And you need to instruct your unconscious mind, which is actually responsible for what's happening very, 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 very clearly. And the more clear and accurate you can be 
in your instruction to your reticular activating system and your unconscious mind, the quicker the results will happen. Mm. And like Ed said, if all your clients are going, well, I want to, I want to, that's, that's actually really damaging. So little tweaks like that make a huge difference. Mm. This, all, all this conversation can get drilled time and time again, but it's just going back to that. Man, the, my biggest takeaway from this is just that why give yourself room to even think about the, the alternative to, to failure or anything that's incongruent to your vision for a future or for, for what you'd love to have. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, such an easy thing to, to get caught up in cause there's so many external noise and distractions. So that was a timely reminder for me. Just why give yourself the, the chance? I think this idea of noticing what is noticing what is like, look, like you open your eyes, right? And what do you see? You see that the house is here or you see that the bank account is empty. You're just noticing what is like, that's, I don't know if you, if someone's listening and they don't really understand that, then it's going to, it's a tricky thing to try and get your mind around, but you have to open your eyes and look at what can be. And that's what you have to focus your energy on because you will, you will, you will attract it and create it and make it happen. But if you focus on what is, what already exists, then that's all that can continue to exist. I, I don't. I, I'm really not sure how to explain it another way. Mm. Do you think that that's? Do you think that that concept is a, a lot of guys struggle with that? I know I did. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to think about that. Mm. I'm going to work out a way to explain it differently. Of course you are. So that it makes more sense. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um and. Yeah, I guess it's it's multifaceted, isn't it? Like everything that we've talked about today is multifaceted. But where do you start? Are you unhappy? Is there a line in the sand? Yeah. Do you want different? Do you want different outcomes? Well, you've got to start looking inwardly. You have to start looking at the way you're thinking, um, because you know, and start and and generally it takes get some help, even if it's a friend that understands this or a coach or whatever. Get someone to just be there and to say, well, do you realize this? Do you realize that? Do you realize that you're saying this? Do you realize that you're thinking that all the time? Oh, shit. And it's like these aha moments that you have as you grow and you're like, oh, I didn't even, wasn't even aware mm. that I was thinking that I'm, you know, too unattractive for the type of woman that I want. Mm. I think this is why I'm thankful to have Luke there. And yeah, I know I need to step up more with that is like Luke will constantly point, uh, address like bullshit that I like say here and there. And he's just like, Ooh. hey. And I'm just like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So guys, I am, always think I am, I have, always. And then whatever it is that you actually want. And that has to, do, that has to be the dominant thought. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking attractive. I'm fucking, I've got an awesome girlfriend. Go, go away and get clear on what that girlfriend looks like. Everything down to the finest detail. Because you will, you will get, if you, if you practice this, you will get what you want. Mm -hmm. It will come. And yeah. so if you're not if you're not clear on that and you're not clear on behaviors and and like green flags and red flags and how she should be how she treats you how she likes to be loved all these different elements absolutely get clear on that and then you know every day think i've, I've got this beautiful girlfriend imagine mm -hmm. what it's like feel it and make that the dominant thought don't focus any attention on i haven't got a girlfriend just don't even allow that thought uh, um, i can't i can't find the right girl just don't even allow that thought it's irrelevant mm -hmm. If you guys and if you guys listening, just practice that for three to six months, you'd see massive changes. Mm. Just that alone. Luke, do you wanna do you wanna start with your 
your, I guess, like thank yous, takeaways, closing statements, and then I'll wrap it up. I, yeah, I mean, as always, after spending an hour and a half speaking to Dan, my head is always blown the fuck up, but I truly appreciate you finding the time to jump on this with us. And I'm glad that you reached out and wanted to jump on it with us because you have such a great way of sharing your message and the details and the lengths that you go to in order to understand it so deep that you can just explain it in a way that's just so natural to you. Like, you know, if anyone ever listened to you, like, it's just, you just know your fucking shit, you know, your fucking shit and you know how to deliver it in a way that is just easy to listen to and like super overwhelming at the same time, which is, it's a good thing because it's, (laughs) because there's just so much information. Um, But yeah, no, honestly, like, I really appreciate what you've done for me. I'm sure Ant feels the same. Like you've helped me build so much confidence in my masculinity and who I am as an individual and what I want in this life and what sort of part, partner I want in this life. And yeah, this is just like one of my, my deep thank yous for what you've done for me. And thank you for jumping on this podcast and spreading a message that will, yeah, just help so many people. I'm sure that will listen to this. So thank you, Dan. Pleasure. No need to thank yeah. me at all. It's like, thank thank you for being you you know like it's it's amazing it's just an upward spiral and um we, we all need more people like you me and ant to in, in our lives like we just need more of it mm. and less programmed people like that are being programmed by just whatever's coming whatever's coming to them mm. and, and waken awaken some more people and i truly like honestly i don't really care about the money i just want to wake people up mm. i want people i want other men to win and i want other men around me and i want my daughter who's eight to have the chance of meeting a fucking awesome masculine Mm, attractive got his shit together knows what he's doing warrior man you know like at the moment i look around the world i'm like fuck it's fucking there's some really fat soft weak fucking motherfuckers out there (laughs) that need to get together and you know we we, we're all doomed like everything is going to go fucking pear-shaped quickly if 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 we're not getting out gathering ourselves as men Mm -hmm. and um that's that's where it's at and i would actually like to say that at some point in the future i think we should do another one and focus purely on masculinity Mm -hmm. and and really dissect that i'd love to do that at some point definitely Mm. what it means to be what it means to actually be a man Mm. and how can we get there and help how can we help our peers and our, our our children our sons you know reach that point what does it mean so anyway, I start ranting again. Thanks. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that's already happened in person. I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah. The ether. Already yeah. 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 We've done an awesome podcast talking about masculinity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah just quickly, Dan. I just want to say uh, I already said a, a light thank you on my stories, but man, yeah. I I just want to extend that that gratitude that Luke said, and just thank you for pulling me up and just triggering the fuck out of me you know, a year and a half ago because it was the exact thing I needed. Like the the teacher does show up when the student is ready. And yeah, that was the time for me to really step up. Um, awesome. And, yeah. Yeah. So appreciate you. Yeah. Having the time to, to chat with us. I know there's already so many nuggets that were in this. This is the first podcast where I actually had to take a few like written notes because there was a lot of, a lot of stuff in here. So I think okay. we achieved that. I think, um, I think the main thing that's sort of, is common within us is that we're all doing it for something that's way bigger than just us and you sort of hammered that home with you sharing that you know you want 
or you would love to have your daughter to eventually meet, you know, a strong masculine leader, male figure, and then him to enact that. And yeah, just that's the impact that we're sort of aspiring to, to leave on this earth. So. Yeah. And bring that focus back to our, who, like our tribe, you know, like that's, that's who we are as human beings. Mm. And um, we, we're too segmented and we're too separated and we don't have our brotherhoods and we don't have our, our tribes and we don't have our, our people as much as we used to. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. We've, we've got to fix that. And we're all, we're all doing that. And a rising tide lifts all boats, guys. And, and that's what it's all about. Fuck, we could go mm. another hour on brotherhood and stuff anyway. But just before we wrap this up, Dan, uh, if you guys liked listening and enjoyed Dan's conversing and speaking, where would we find you? Uh, absolutely. Dan Gibson mentoring on the socials. Um, Dan Gibson on Facebook. That, that's it. Sweet. We'll put that in there. Dan Gibson mentoring, Instagram and TikTok. And yeah. Some very, pol- yeah, some very polarizing uh, videos on TikTok. We love to see them. So we'll put the links in the bio below. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Dan. Big thank you to all the listeners. We'll see you in the next app. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Ciao.